Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oil prices and uh, the current energy situation has been a market driver as of late. And ahead of today's GAINS podcast, uh, the Biden administration mentioned that they're going to be tapping the strategic oil reserve. So I decided to reach out to a number of energy analysts that I've uh, relied on over the years just to get their take on things. And after talking to several folks, I was like, I had to bring this on the podcast today to kind of set things straight regarding energy production, and the energy issues that we're currently dealing with. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Energy policy, tapping into the country's strategic reserves, and what that means for the economy and financial markets. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is GAINS. All right, so let's bring on Phil Flynn. Senior market analyst at Price Group here in Chicago. He's also a Fox Business News contributor. Uh, hey, Phil, always great to have you on the Gaines podcast. Thank you, buddy. It's always great to be on with you, Andy. We go back a lot of years. We certainly we do. Go back to when you used to do the Bears games, and they were actually good. Yes, you know, grateful I got to cover the Bears during some very good times. I'm telling you, they should have signed you when they had the chance. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, so, there you go. So I got to tell you, Phil, yeah. I've been covering markets for five administrations. And I, and I get it. There's a lot of politics involved in, in what individuals say and that kind of thing. But I got to tell you, in all these years of covering financial markets, looking at gold, oil, foreign currencies and the likes, what I heard about the oil markets, domestic energy production, and tapping the country's strategic reserves was unbelievable, almost a void of reality. And every analyst I've talked to, oil analyst that I've known for years and years and years, kind of agrees with me on this. And since it's a podcast and we can share our opinion do you agree with that assessment of how off or how far from reality that discussion today and, and, and what they're doing uh, and, and the explanation of why they're doing it and who's at fault? Do you agree with uh, yeah, that it, assessment? I, I, agree. I, I agree with you. I, it's either, to use President Biden's word, which I used on the air, it's either total malarkey 
or or they're just clueless when it comes to energy. It's like these guys have never looked at what's happened with the energy energy crisis back from the 1970s and what caused it and what happened. You know, if you had to write a script to to drive up energy prices, this administration has done it. They have made every wrong move at every key time in this entire energy move, and it's created the most pain for the American people and the poor and the middle class that I've seen in years. And, you know, and, and Andy, you know, you and I talked about this. I could see this coming a mile away. I mean, you know, uh, you, and, and President Biden told you this. You know, you know, people who are complaining about these high gasoline prices – they voted for this. If you voted for President Biden, he signaled all this stuff. He signaled he was going to kill the Keystone Pipeline. He signaled that he was going to go after the U.S. oil and gas industry. You know, he signaled he was going to penalize these oil companies and tax these polluters. Well, you know, he was going to do everything he can. And, and he, he followed through, right? I mean, he killed the Keystone Pipeline. He put on new regulations. He he discouraged investment openly in oil and gas. He 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 he, he put this this Securities and Exchange Commission uh, on a path that every public company in the world has to disclose their carbon footprint, you know, uh, with fossil fuels. Um, and and now they're saying that the, the the government's done nothing to discourage production. I say malarkey. All of that stuff discourages production, and it all leads to higher prices, and that's what we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, and, and then there's a blame game going around. Uh, let's just start with what is the root cause of this. We saw energy running mm-hmm. a lot longer before this whole Russia thing, and that's the problem when you start running your own domestic production lean you start uh, demonizing your go-to energy sources now, opting to try to go to sources that the technology is not quite there. The level of productivity that you would need from there isn't quite there. And then you have something like a Russia-Ukraine, which then even tips the uh, the scales even more. So let's just start with, you know, there's a lot of blame, you know, a lot of blame on Russia, but this was already put in motion. So let's start with the things that were implemented early on that, uh, you know, by the way, the Keystone would, would be up mm-hmm. and running about now. Boy, we could use Absolutely. that Canadian uh, oil. But, Leo, you know, let's just start at the missteps that led to this. And, you know, the, the Russia-Ukraine thing is a factor, but there were so many missteps that were that led up to this, and then this, you know, Russia-Ukraine thing's a final dagger. So talk about some of the missteps that have led to this, and then we can delve into some of these other issues as well. I think we need to go back to the Keystone XL because that became a, uh, what should I say? It's not, it, the, the Keystone Pipeline was never about reality. It, it became a talking point. Right. Uh, it became a metaphor for for green energy versus oil energy. And if and if you go back to the many years to the the Obama administration where they kicked the can down the road and uh, we might not approve it. And first it was because the pipeline's going over the aquifer, and that proved to be not true because you got tons of pipelines going over the aquifer. So why is this one any different? Right. But then it came down to the truth: the Canadian oil was dirtier and whatever. So it became actually a political rallying point of green energy versus anti-energy, right? Um, So Obama killed it. 
Trump put it back in play. And because Biden doesn't like Trump and he doesn't like oil companies, he killed it. But when he killed it, it became a metaphor for investment in U.S. energy. If you were like TransCanada and you had to invest you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars and get approval and go for, for 20 years of investment, time, legal bills, and get approval for a pipeline to only have it killed by a president on a whim on an executive order, that sends a signal to everybody who invests in the United States that your capital is at risk. You know, this government can shut you down with an executive order if you invest in something that they don't like. And so if you're going to invest in fossil fuels, you're going to be very careful because you don't know if your project's going to get shut down or if they're going to raise the taxes or the royalty rates on what you own or if they're going to put on new regulations. It's going to make it impossible for you to make a profit, you know, and, and, and this, this was a signal. So. What we saw is the flight of capital away from the U.S. energy industry at a time where you and I know, Andy, when prices start to go up, usually people are throwing money at this because they know this thing's going to go up. They're short of supplies. Let's get in on this thing. The money isn't coming, not like it would in the past. Why? Uh, Because the government's getting in the way. So that has reverberations around the entire industry and and that's 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 why we're not seeing now now they're blaming the oil company well it's the oil company you're not doing your fair share you should you should be taking risks with your money i don't we're not doing anything to stop you and i say malarkey they've done everything they can to stop them and now they're accusing them of price gouging when they fail to raise production after the administration did everything they could to discourage production it's nuts yeah, that's the thing is, first of all, I mean, oil wells aren't just turnkey. There's a lot of infrastructure. And then once you even extract it out of the ground, you have to get it to where it needs to be refined and so forth. So right. when you start yeah, demonizing another, another it ahead point. of time, yeah. you know, if you, uh, you, you know, right. and they basically demonized it. And then you also have this strong, strong green energy push. And there's even been questions on where some of that money has come from. Uh, and yeah. you know, you make it difficult to, to make these investments. You demonize these, demonize these oil companies. And then that, and that's where I wanted you to pick up. They're talking about, you know, charging these companies for permits that they haven't, you know, utilized. Explain that this is just, you know, more malarkey. And I, I just think that people really need to understand um, and, and this is when I thought it was real rich, when they started talking about actually fining these companies for not utilizing permits that they've had access to. Explain why that is just crazy. It is, because first of all, you know, there's so many things. Number one, a lot of times when these companies buy these leases, it's like buying a subdivision, right? You know, if you buy a huge subdivision, you know, to build houses on, maybe not every lot in that subdivision makes sense to build on, right? It might be hilly. It might be, you know, uh, you know, now some are, might be prime in the middle of the subdivision, you know, but, but, and that's what it's like when you buy some of these oil leases, some of them may or may not have oil on them at all. Right. And some of them may have some oil supplies. Um, and, uh, 
So when they come in and buy these leases, it's hit or miss. They don't know what they're buying. The government doesn't guarantee, hey, guys, risk your money, you know, take these leases, and I'll guarantee you you'll get oil and gas out of them. And, and, and an enormous amount of funding to actually yeah. go for the exploration. And again, you're not guaranteed. That's a, that's a great point. So when you yeah. demonize the funding and that's not there, it really makes exploration very difficult. And I just think it's rich when we heard that now these companies may even be potentially fined. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Fine, fine for, for doing business. Listen, the, the government shouldn't force you to be in a business where you have to lose money. I mean, they, I mean you know, they, they shouldn't mandate that you have to be in business to lose money. I mean, really? And, and listen, you take it a step further, you know, and you, you talk about these oil leases, okay? You know, the other thing is, is that when they bought these oil leases, there was a different president in place, right? A guy that you thought you know you could get a pipeline built right or that you can you could you could drill a certain way right you know uh you know so you have a, 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 a an epa you've got every one of these financial things and they and uh under president trump um you know i was i was doing the energy summit uh, with fox business and i had a long talk with larry kudlow of course um, economic advisor for President Trump, and we're talking about this. And, and I told, I, and I said to him, um, you know, it's ridiculous because these guys can't get projects approved. And he said, that is, he goes, Phil, that is exactly what we did with the Trump administration. When we were in office, we got the time to get, you know, an oil project approved, but not just oil. We're talking, you know, streets and bridges and stuff, you know, the approval time down from four to five years, you know, down to under under a year at some point, and sometimes just a few months, okay? And and, and what, what's happened, that there, there's so many different agencies, EPA, FERC, all these companies that are getting involved. So, you know, we can build an entire project faster than we can get one approved. I mean, that's madness. It you really know? is. I mean, and, it's... And, and, and that kills, you know, kills U.S. infrastructure. So, yeah, it's, a, it's out of their mind. Listen, we have restrained refining capacity. Regulations from the Biden administration, uh, when, when we had refineries that were shutting down uh, because of COVID, they were ready to reopen, but they didn't want to because, because of the signals sent by the Biden administration. So they're like, you know, we're not going to deal with it because we, we're, we're afraid of the – we're much better off shutting down. So the refining capacity of, of U.S. refineries is down like 10 or, you know, 10 or 20 percent from what it used to be. So now we're trying to squeeze more blood through the turnip, um, and, and people are wondering why prices are going up. Um, you know, and, and this uh, anti-pipeline policy, I think the Biden administration learned when Russia hacked the, the colonial pipeline, <laughs> the pipelines are important. You yeah. know, but they fought – I, they've never met a pipeline that they like, except one that was shut down, and then they realized, holy smokes, we need pipelines. Um, so this this religion, when it comes to the Biden administration of an anti-fossil fuel uh, program, has hurt the American people. It's hurt the economy. And now when it's going bad, then they blame the people that they, they suffered. You know, it's it's sort of like – um, you know, you, you get a prisoner and, and you and you torture him and then you blame him for getting blood on the ground. It's nuts. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. And this isn't political at all uh, because, you know, no. I was just doing the math here. You got, uh, what, 180 million that they're looking at tapping the uh, the reserve, right? The strategic reserve. Right. OK, mm-hmm. I'm doing the math. That's six months. Boy, uh, 
That takes you right near the midterms. So this isn't political at all, huh? And and explain, I explain this too. the tapping the, the, I mean, on top of it being political and, and I get that, that, that goes on, but tapping the strategic reserve, there's times that you tap it and there's times you don't and explain, I, I don't think the benefit is necessarily there. And then you tap it for when you really, really need it due to storms, war. Explain that. Yeah. I mean, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was never meant as a price manipulation tool. It was meant for a disruption. And the the White House now has added, you know, price manipulation to, to, the, to the value. The thing is, if you want to control the global oil market – Okay, with releases from the reserve, you better build that strategic petroleum a lot bigger because, you know, you've got a, you know, you're releasing, you know, uh, it, it, uh, how many barrels of oil we're talking now? You well, know, we're talking a, hundred, uh, a, a barrel? million barrels yeah. a day, barrels. a total of 180 right. million barrels. You look at that, that's six months. Yeah. And the world consumes over 100 million barrels of oil a day. Okay, so how does wow, that? that so when you put that in perspective, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, so and you're going to try to control 100 million barrels with a, you know, a million barrels a day. You know, that, that, you know, like I say, that's you can't do. It's like trying to, you know, uh, control a, a wild uh, bucking bronto. You know, uh, you know, with with the feather, it's not going to work, right? And and um, so this administration have, has made every economic uh, mistake uh, that could with energy, and and it and it doesn't, you know, they don't even know. Now they're talking about energy independence. Uh, they're trying to bring up, you know, the same way, you know. Remember uh, when you know we uh, were energy know, independent and one of the lo- the we global uh, leaders in energy production just two years ago. We were we were a net exporter for the first time since you know Harry Truman was president for heaven's sakes uh, uh, under Donald Trump. Uh, you know we we led the world in new technology because you know of of uh, American ingenuity and AKA high fracking and, and the fracking, fracking technology didn't that come from North America? George, it did. George Mitchell, who is probably the godfather in, in a great American story, uh, he they, they were talking about making his birthday a national holiday. Which I think would have been right around now, because wow. this is a guy that took his own capital. They said, ah, you know, and 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 it's like back then, it's like, oh, the world's running out of oil. Oh, woe is me! And the United States, we're just doomed to run out of oil. And Peak oil. Remember no the talk? Hope. And yeah, and but George Mitchell didn't believe it. You know, he took his own capital, tried to find ways to raise production through Shell. He failed. Did it again. They laughed at him and said, you're crazy, George. Quit it. Did it again. You know, but then the damn fool went ahead and did it anyway. The story of America. Right. And he unlocked the the shale revolution. It changed the world and made us energy independent. But now, you know, prices then came down for years. You know, our prices over the last you know few years were lower than they were since the first world war when he adjusted for inflation. And you get complacent. Oh, well, energy prices are cheap. Well, these big oil companies will just, you know, we'll just go to green energy. You know, we don't need those. Guess what, guys? Guess what? You were spoiled with low energy prices. And when people say, oh, the impact on the environment is horrible. And I say, listen, we are the cleanest producers in the world. The impact on the human race from fossil fuel production has a lot more positives than it does negatives on the earth. 
you know what? You know, fossil fuel production keeps billions of people alive every day. You know, uh, you know, people that can have air conditioning, you know, where years ago they would have died because of heat stroke. That wouldn't have been possible without fossil fuels. Roads. I mean, I could go on clothes and bridge. You know, I think it's kind of funny. I run into, you know, young kids, you know, and it's like, oh, we're anti-fossil fuels. I go, what about your carbon footprint? Oh, yeah, I cut down, you know, I drive this kind of car and I only do this. And I go, yeah, but look at that jacket you're wearing. It's made out of And take those electronic devices out of your pocket, by the way, because a lot of the components there are made with it. Um, And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, We're going to take a quick break here and we'll be right back. We're going to talk about then the fallout and and, uh, plays that could potentially be made here. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If that's an option for you, that is Podcast Gold. If you could do that for us, that would totally be a solid. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gaines episode drops. We drop Gaines episodes on Wednesday and Friday mornings. So we'll be right back with Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst for the Price Group, talking energy right after the break. If you enjoy learning about communities, culture, and history, then Shades of the City podcast is for you. We will bring you stories like the legacy of Johnson Publishing Company, most notably known for Jet and Ebony magazines. Basically what the world said African-American people could not do, these magazines proved otherwise. Subscribe now to Shades of the City on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. 
if you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Back with Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst uh, for the Price Group here in Chicago, Fox Business News contributor, longtime energy analyst. You know, going into uh, the break, we were talking about how oil and petroleum, it's in everything. And it was interesting today watching the market uh, after the the announcement of tapping the uh, oil reserves. Market started sliding. Stocks really, really took it to the chin. And I was wondering, petroleum and all of this is such a big part of our economy beyond just transporting goods, people and goods. Also, and we we just listed some of the things that are produced with petroleum, such a, a cornerstone to the market. And hey, I, I'm for environmentalism too. I'd love to, you know, go out and buy a fifty to a seventy-five thousand dollar electric vehicle that I could plug in. Uh, fifty thousand to seventy-five thousand. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, that would be great. And, and I'm not. You. Yes. Yeah, I see. This is where we're going long, long term. But a lot of this technology isn't ready. A lot of the the alternatives they're using isn't nearly as productive as petroleum. So we wanted to talk about the fallout. This could lead to some big-time problems. The Dow theory is bearish right now. They indicate sometimes weakness. And I'm wondering if all these kind of indicators are pointing to uh, a further weakness in the economy. And I'd like to get your take on what's the fallout here from this mismanagement and now the Russia-Ukraine thing and all these balls in the air, and then you got energy just soaring. So uh, what what could be the fallout here? Well, I think the stock market, what it had the worst quarter in, in many, many years. I, I, I forget exactly how many. It was a terrible quarter. Uh, it's the best quarter this year, but it's, you know, uh, but we're just getting started. Listen, at the end of the day, I actually think next quarter is going to be pretty good. I think corporate profits are still pretty long. And one of the sad things, you know, I hate to say is that you don't want to be short the stock market in times of war. And to be honest with you, you've got a lot of goods that are in tight supplies. So a lot of commodity stocks are going to do very, very well, energy stocks, food stocks, uh, you name it. But you're right. Uh, you know, we had an inverted yield curve that sometimes and, and many times uh, – uh, talks about a recession, but you know if you look at that historically, it doesn't happen overnight. It could be a couple of years down the road, it could be three years down the road, you know. It, it and so I wouldn't worry about that in the short term. So I'm looking for a big rebound here, but you know the 
the Biden administration has to keep making, you know, quit making these missteps, right? One after another that continues to uh, confound everybody that, you know, they, you know, can anybody say that they have a coherent energy policy? I mean, what is their energy policy? Can you tell me? Right. You know, it, you know, it's very unclear. they don't add one. I mean, one, you know, we're, oh, we don't like fossil fuels. We're killing pipelines. Oh, we're mad at oil companies because they're not producing more oil. Oh, they have a moral responsibility to raise production, but we're against production. Oh, we want you to raise production. Okay, but what pipeline am I going to use? Oh, well, you can't build a pipeline. You know, I, I mean, is there any wonder why there's such disarray and in, in, in discouragement and in investing in fossil fuels? It kind of reminds me of the Jimmy Carter days. You know, so many, you know, we keep going back to the 70s. Listen, Jimmy Carter, nice guy. But again, he had the same kind of policies that were just a mismatch of confusion, and it led to a lack of confidence. I was a kid at the time. We were living in the Washington, D.C. area, northern Virginia. I remember where we would just wait in these long lines just for gasoline and and it seems like we're almost gone ahead of that way again. Yeah, odd and even days, right? You know, you look at your gas tank with the ration gasoline. You know, listen, we're America. We shouldn't have to ration anything. You know, I mean, we are the country that's blessed with some of the greatest natural resources that God ever put on any country on, on the face of the earth. You know, and yes, we, you know, uh, have we sometimes exploited those resources in a bad way? Back in the olden days, yes, but I would say that U.S. energy producers and producers in general are the most uh, responsible producers anywhere on the planet right now. You know, and uh, you know, I think that you know we we need to go back to exploiting our own resources, not become dependent on dictators for oil and ask them for supplies. You know, not becoming dependent on China for rare earth. We listen. One thing I will agree with on the Biden administration. They want to use the War Power Acts to increase the productions of minerals uh, that can, you know, create the fuels of the future, like batteries and, and things like that. I'm all for that. But if you look at the track record of the Democrats in recent years, they haven't been for that. They haven't been for, you know, more mining for these kind of minerals. They've been against it. You know, now they're for it because they want electric cars. Okay, fine. Uh, if you want to use the War Powers Acts from the 1950s, Go ahead. Go for it. I'm all for that. But at the same time, why don't you use these so-called war power acts to incentivize U.S. oil and gas production? Why does you know why is it only the green energy people that get a break and the big oil companies get all the all the, the grief? You know, the, the energy companies are the ones that are carrying the load here. They're the ones that have taken the risks. They're the ones that give a boost to our economy. You know, look what's happening in the Chicago area, right? Lori Whitefoot, she raises gasoline taxes. Hey, you know, um, you know, that's our you know little piggy bank. Just you know, oil and gas will just put a tax on it. And now on top to of it, it you, you heard the latest yeah. today too. And this is really sad. They actually have to have a lottery that they're they're giving out hundred and fifty dollar gas cards to to ease the brunt of all of this. For, uh, people in the Chicago area, why why do we have to do that? I mean, th- it's unbelievable. Now we're we're actually the government yeah. is having to give out gas cards, and now it's a lottery. So your luck of yeah. of the draw, it just depends on your luck of the draw. Well, maybe it'll ease the burden for you if you're lucky enough to win the lottery and you get the gas card. Um, but yeah. wh- how about those yeah. people who don't, don't win the lottery on these? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the, the play of Vita, right, where they used to doll out, oh, please, gentle Leva, you know, and send, you yes. know, she would give her favor to a few people and, you know, yeah, but come on, listen, yeah. 
this this is crazy because you're right. The government's like they take away and then they decide, oh, I'll give one to you and oh, maybe you can win the lottery, you know. And it's like, why why don't why don't you help us every day? Okay, you know, don't you know, don't look at us as your political piggy bank and don't give me some little gift card just because your poll numbers are terrible and you have to win the midterms or you have to win the next election. You know, you know, you know, don't patronize me. Okay. You know, uh, Lori Whitefoot, you know, government don't pay, you know, go back and fix the problems. Part of the problems that you cause by your policies, you know, you have a lot to answer for all these politicians, everybody, and listen, everybody, everybody that voted for anybody has, you know, listen, there's been a lot of mistakes on both sides of the aisle. Oh, yeah. In all fairness, we don't want to necessarily pile on. And again, this is one of many issues. But when we're talking energy, and like I said at the beginning, I've been covering markets, energy, gold, foreign currencies for literally Mm -hmm. five administrations out of all these different years. Uh, today was just an eye opener, and I almost felt like somebody's got to, you know, set the record straight somewhat. And I started getting on the phone with people that I trust in the industry. You're at the top of that list, Phil, and all Thank of you. them are pretty much in line with you and, and and scratching their heads right now. And I guess that's the next thing is, you know, we we've seen a bit of a pullback. So we saw oil peak a couple weeks ago. We've seen a bit of a pullback. Are we through the worst of this, or is there still worse to come? I, you know, I don't think the worst is over. Listen, I mean, we definitely built in a war premium when the prices went up on the invasion, and we're taking some of that war premium out. And think what happens when there is a war, people have to panic buy, and they hoard supply. I mean, and, and so you get a situation where, oh, my gosh, they're going to cut off Russia's supply. We're going to need this oil. Well, let's buy up everything we can right now. Well, the prices are going up. We'll buy it up today because we don't know if we're going to have it next week, right? Right, right. The prices go up. Then all of a sudden you buy extra supplies. It's sort of like, you know, when there's a snowstorm coming and everybody runs to the, the, to the grocery store and buys all the milk, right? You know, and buys the bread. But and then the all of a sudden you got milk and bread and <laughs> nobody buys it next week, right? right. Yeah, toilet paper. I you still have some from the COVID show. Oh, oh, I do. I'm, oh, I'm no, sitting I, probably on 100 rolls still. <laughs> At least. Well, you never know. It could come in handy. So, yeah, you're right. So getting back to that, yeah, I mean, so so then, you know, the prices level down. But listen, we, we have had a situation where investment in energy, even before COVID, was not coming back. And a lot of it was because of the anti-fossil fuels. President Biden doubles down on bad policy. But if you go to the bad policy started really under Obama, okay, it started with the Paris Climate Accord, right? Right. Um, And if you go back to those things, that's where this anti-fossil fuel agenda really began. President Trump turned things around. He's like, you know, this, we're getting out of this stupid thing. It doesn't make sense. We're going to produce our energy at home, right? You know, and then, uh, oh, that's terrible. What a terrible guy. Well, in four years, you saw what happened in the U.S. production. It went through the roof. It hit record highs and would have kept going if it weren't for the COVID situation, right? Right. Um, you know, so it was an amazing thing, you know, and then President Biden gets in and tries to undo everything he did for four years. And now you're wondering why we're we're going the same route that happened in Europe. You know, listen, thank God that President Trump slowed down 
this this energy transition in the United States because look what's happened in Europe. You know, they had nobody to step in their way. They ended up closing down nuclear power plants. They didn't build pipelines. They uh, shut down natural gas fields. Germany they, they relying on re- Russia, huh? Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, and it's like, hey, let's close down the. Uh, um, you know, nuclear power plants and try to replace one nuclear power plant. How many you think? How many wind turbines do you think it takes to replace one nuclear power plant? Huh? Oh my gosh, I, I would think a hundred square miles of. <laughs> I, it's amazing. Like either it's solar, or wind, you everywhere. I yeah. tell you, the birds flying through there wouldn't have a chance. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, listen. I mean, I mean, this is the kind of madness that we've been. Putting, and you're right. Who's behind the green energy agenda? Who's making billions of dollars of this on? That's questions you've got to ask. Why are billions of dollars of taxpayer monies being taken from the rich oil companies and given it to the the poor uh, green energy companies that even with all the massive investment over the last 20 years in green energy, they can't even produce 20 percent of the energy? I mean, I mean, somebody's got to sit down and do the math and say this ain't working. Listen, and and that doesn't mean you can't get cleaner, you can't use new technologies, you know, but don't shut down the old technologies until you have something to go. And everybody says, well, we have to do it because we're trying to save the planet. Well, I don't think you're going to save the planet this way. You're just going to prolong the problem because when you do things that are not economically uh, efficient, it's doomed to failure. And we're seeing failure. That's what, you know, let's call it what it is. We have a failed energy policy in Europe. It led to a war. It led to shortages. It led to record high prices. We have a failed energy policy in the United States. It's a failure. But President Biden tells me he needs to double down on his commitment to green energy, not admit that he's wrong. The final thing I wanted to talk about, because you mentioned this, too, is, um, you know, I had mentioned that the Dow theory is bearish and uh, we've seen a bit of a pullback here. You made an interesting point about markets rallying during wars often. How do you see the broader markets? I mean, obviously you're an oil analyst, but you watch stocks in the broader markets and it all plays into everything. Uh, So what's your kind of read right now? You know, I think we're going to have a killer quarter. I mean, I think there are elevated recession risks. Okay, Uh, but I think all the bad news is in the corner. Everything, you know, what hurt us? You know, the war in Ukraine. Well, that's kind of known now. Right. Right. Um, We were worried about rising interest rates. Oh, my gosh, you're going to raise the the interest rates by half the base, 50 basis points. Well, guess what? They are probably that's kind of priced in the market. Right. The uncertainty about everything. So you look at that, you know, markets sell off an uncertainty. We're going to have a lot more certainty in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have a clear direction on which way the Fed's going. Uh, We're going to have a better direction on the war in Ukraine. And more than likely, it's going to continue. It looks like a stalemate. And and generally, uh, what that generally means is that, you know, the defense sector does very, very good. The commodity sector is going to do very, very good. You have restrained supplies. So you want to look at the companies that are going to take advantage of that. And at the end of the day, you know, it's what, what do they say the stock market runs on? Profits, 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 right? Yes, absolutely. And even though the profits are, are weak, you know, the profits are still the best they've been since the 1950s in the last quarter. You know, so I think the market's like, you know, saying, hey, wait a second. You know, I, and I don't think profitability is going to go away overnight. The inverted yield curve, if you look at the history on that, a lot of times 
you know, it doesn't mean a recession's tomorrow. It could be a year or two years away. And a lot of times after the inverted yield curve, you get a huge run-up in the stock market. So, I, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, despite all the fears, uh, the market has held up pretty good. And I would look for a pretty good recovery coming up in the new quarter. Now, I have to say, and I always uh, share my place, full disclosure, right now I have a, a triple uh, short ETF on the Dow right now. That's uh, <laughs> ProShares Ultra Pro Short Dow 30, the ticker SDOW. Kind of like holding that on a day when the Dow's down 500 plus points. It feels but, pretty good today. Yeah, it feels, it feels good, today. good today. I'm there with you. I think there's a little bit more downside but I think right. once we do clear some of this uncertainty, I, I think we will go down and test those lows. But, you know, what do I know? Right. I mean, I'm, I'm well, just, you know, you listen to me Andy, for fun, uh, you know? No, I think you're right. Well, I, an old trader once told me, he said, Philip, what kind of business are you in? I go, well, the commodity business, oil trading. No, what kind of business are you in? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, a profit-taking business. So there's nothing wrong with taking profits if it's looking your way. Yeah. So listen, I think a triple short was a great play. And you have a lot of reasons to, to, to think that way because you got rising interest rates, you got uncertainty, whatever. And and listen, I, I think you can do good. But but like I say, Warren Buffett, you know, he's, he, he's one of the guys that says you don't want to be short stocks when there's a war because usually – when there's a war, you know, the demand for goods are high. And, and generally speaking, you know, a lot of people say, you know, World War II is one of the reasons why we got out of the recession, because we had to ramp up to produce everything for the war. So yeah. look you know, at the chart on the market. It is bullish. Yeah, yeah. you look in the chart on the market. I, that, that's exactly yeah. what happened. And, uh, and one, yeah. one thing I do want to mention about shorting, I always use this as a very, very short term thing. And I, right. you know, especially with the triple velocity. So I'm not right. going to be holding this for a very long time. I've, you know, when I see right. opportunities, right. things get frothy, then I'll do that. But right. it's still right. building that dry powder that I eventually want to put to work. Okay. As we wrap up the gains podcast, any yeah. final parting shots, Phil, we've had a great conversation. No, I had a great conversation. I would like to, you know, do a quick plug. Uh, we did uh, the energy, uh, conference with the uh, Fox Business Network. And uh, I don't know if you'll be able to see it live. Uh, they're going to replay it. But but you can see it on Fox Nation. So the Fox Nation uh, app, you can get a free trial for it. And you watch the Energy Independence Summit. I was on with Larry Kudlow, Maria Bartiromo, um, Jackie D'Angelis, uh, uh, all the great Fox people and some of the top analysts in the industry. So go on Fox Nation, watch that. Sign up for my daily energy report. Email me at pflinnatpricegroup.com and we can get you all set up on that. And it's free, which is you don't get free lunches anymore, right, Andy? Right. And get that email one more time because, uh, you know, take, take Phil yeah. up on that offer. What do you got? Uh, P. Flynn, uh, my initial P. Flynn at pricegroup.com. And again, that's P. Flynn, F-L-Y-N-N, at pricegroup.com. Can people reach out to you to, to, to get more information yeah. on this? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Call me anytime, 888-264-5665. Just give me a call, and if I don't pick up, leave a message. I will get back to you. Take Phil up on that. And uh, again, big thanks to Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst for the Price Group here in Chicago and Fox Business News Contributor. And then, as always, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, 
if that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We are back with a Gaines episode next Wednesday morning. And we're going to talk to the CEO of the Crypto Chicks NFT. So that's a must listen. Love talking about NFTs. I'll see you on Wednesday morning. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.